Well, let's talk a little bit about stagflation and something I'm going to call outflation. What about making more, expectation management, spending less? Let's talk a little bit about the $15 MBA being the COVID woke. And let's talk a little bit about those dirty clothes that you need to get rid of and throw out. This is the Paul Truesdell Podcast. Due to our extensive holdings, that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. The information presented is provided for informational purposes. And now, Paul Truesdell. Well, it's Wednesday, October the 6th, and it's time to uh, get started. We uh, have a couple items I want to share with you. So with that, let's rock and roll. Well, there is very little doubt that inflation is here to stay. We don't need to hear from Janet Yellen, Yellen, Yeltsin. She doesn't need to be there yelling that, uh, well, things will be fine. But yeah, inflation is definitely among us. But the key word is stagflation. Understand what stagflation is all about. Well, the traditional definition of stagflation is a persistent rate of inflation that's pretty darn high. It's also a combination with high unemployment. So you get a stagnant effect on the economy. Now, the problem we have going forward is we are probably going to see some ugly inflation in different components of the economy. But what we are going to see is not necessarily high unemployment, but rather a shift in employment attitudes among a large number of employees. People who in the past believed in apple pie, Chevrolet, red, white, and blue, and now they're fed up with everything because of a variety of different reasons. So when you have a continuing number of people checking out of the work environment and economy, and you have rising inflation, there's always just a couple of things a person can do. You need to make more money, you need to spend less or adjust your expectations. So what the COVID lockdown did for a lot of people is it taught them that you do not need to continue to run on the hamster wheel trying to make more money. You can actually spend a whole lot less and be better off physically, emotionally, intellectually, relationship-wise, and everything else. But on top of that, the growing understanding that unbridled consumption is unhealthy and an adoption towards a more modern minimalist approach is going to cause, again, a different definition from what the economic pinheads call stagflation. And maybe we should use the word outflation. In other words, I'm out of this. I'm going to sit back and watch it. As inflation goes up, we'll make do and figure it out. But we're not going to get on that hamster wheel again. Because there are a lot of people that really don't know for sure if they're going to have jobs in the future, you're seeing more and more people rejecting the idea of never-ending formal education, and the need to be an absolute expert or specialist in one area. In other words, to be very blunt with you, there are very few people who are generalists who can put things together, connecting the dots. And that is, in the past, always been viewed as a jack-of-all-trades and an absolute pathway to really not making a lot of money. But in reality... That now is a critical component. Almost every employer that I know is looking for men and women who are able to think, 
figure out what problems are, find out the solutions, get the best solution, get the right people, and move it forward. So specialization is not necessarily an immediately obvious, clear pathway to success. What we're seeing is a lot of people are missing the point that somebody has to pull it all together. And that, I think, is one of the biggest things that we're seeing nationwide. And that is, yeah, it may sound good, but doesn't really cut mustard long term. For example, I just saw an ad for an MBA, a position that requires, again, an MBA starting at $15 an hour. You can make a hell of a lot more than that working as a law enforcement officer, firefighter, EMT, or driving a simple truck. For a lot of people who have bundled financial products, here's a quick item to think about. What exactly is hiding in your portfolio? There is a strong probability that you have a mutual fund, you have a 401k that has funds in it or ETFs, you have a variable annuity, and you might know the name of the company, Vanguard, the American Funds, Fidelity, whatever the mutual fund or ETF provider is, but you really don't know who the manager is and you don't really know what they own. You kind of get some ideas, you get some of the reports and you might have an idiotic financial planner who's always trying to sell you something, but what do you really own? So looking at your actual holdings becomes pretty important when the economy is going a bit sideways. And with me, you actually know who I am, you know who the manager is, and you actually know because your statement will show you exactly what you have in the portfolio. We don't use bundled financial products with and for equity positions, but very rarely we will put in a bundled financial product for a bond position. But again, bonds are not exactly something you want to be in, especially when you have rising inflation like we have right now. This has been the Paul Truesdell Podcast. The Paul Truesdell Podcast is sponsored by nobody. Why? Because paid advertising chokes and corrupts free speech.